0: welcome back to search the scriptures it's wonderful to be back with all of our listeners again today and we're so thankful that you want to tune in and you want to learn more from god's word and we're thankful that we have the opportunity to help you along that line through this medium of radio right here in search the scriptures every day we dig deeper into god's word and we try to learn a little bit more We dig deep and we look at it in detail, but we really strive to explain it in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for your daily life. So we're thankful that you're there. Some of you may be listening for the very first time, and our prayer is that as you continue to listen, you will quickly come to realize that we really do search the scriptures. We do get into God's word in depth and in detail. We try to teach it in a really uh, important way, stressing the importance and the depth of that teaching, how it is imperative for us to understand his word so we know how to live a righteous and faithful life before him. Some of you are listening not just for the first time, but you listen every day or close to it. Some of you may actually be listening more than once a day as you're able to pull up the program uh, at different times that it is available in this area. And we're thankful for those who listen every day. We're thankful for those who listen are listening for the very first time. And then there are others in between, You listen regularly, frequently, but you can't quite get it every day because of work schedules or personal schedules that conflict with the times the program is on and so on. And, but we're thankful for every single one of you. And it is so encouraging to us to hear from our listeners. And we've heard from many of you. In fact, in the Omaha area, we've had many of you actually visit with us at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ and worship with us and study with us. And there have been a number who have stayed on and become Christians. We're thankful for our abilities to reach out with God's word and for his word to change lives. But all the glory goes to God. All the glory goes to God. Now, I want to encourage you, go to our website at churchofchrist.com. And we'll give you this information at the end of the program today, and we encourage you to have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper and jot down that information about how to contact us. There are a number of ways to do that, but be ready. Ask for that free Bible study that we always offer through the postal mail, and we take care of the postage. It is free. We don't want you to send us anything. We want to send it to you. So be ready to jot down that information but also go to our website at churchofchrist.com churchofchrist.com and scroll down that home page click on the podcast button and you can receive all kinds of podcast bible studies bible lessings bible lessons for free every day on an ongoing basis including this radio program it'll just come automatically to your Smartphone or computer or laptop or your pad or whatever device that you want to use, and it'll be there on an ongoing basis. And again, it's free. You can also, on our homepage, click on the listen button and you can pull up all those podcasts. You can pull up hundreds of sermons. You can download them and listen to them and study through those particular texts of scripture. You can also click on the articles button and read all kinds, hundreds of articles that are biblically based, and you can use those to study as well through God's Word. So we want to encourage you to take advantage of these resources and do so, and also for free. Now we're going to get back into our study today, asking the question, what is the Bible? We we emphasized how important it is for us to study God's Word it is, through, it is through his word that faith develops and grows, Romans chapter 10 and verse 17. And so when Paul wrote his letters to the Philippian Christians and also to the Colossian Christians, he prayed for them that they would grow in their knowledge of God so that they could grow spiritually and live the lives that would produce fruits of righteousness, fruits to the glory of God, because they were living by those teachings of God's word. We saw in Ephesians chapter 4 verses 14 and 15, where we're to grow up in Christ, mature spiritually. And again, that happens as we continue to be in his word. Now, we noted that the Apostle Paul emphasized in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 15, that we need to be diligent to present ourselves approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing or correctly handling the word of truth, which is the word of God. And that word, his word, is so important because it guides us to salvation, number one, and it corrects us and instructs us in God's will for our lives, number two, and it equips us to do the good works that God has for us to do, number three. And we read about that in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 15 through 17. So the Bible is rich. It is so rich and it is so, so important for us in that it guides us not just through this world, it certainly does that, and guides us to be able to live the best life that a person can live on this earth. But beyond that, far beyond that, it guides us to an eternal home in heaven with God through Jesus Christ. As we we learn emphatically that he is our Savior and that we repent of our sins and confess our faith in him and are baptized into him for the remission of our sins— so that we can be reborn spiritually and walk a new life from a spiritual perspective. Be reborn. Be made new. Oh, how important is God's Word and how powerful it is, because it is God's Word to instruct us in His will. Now, we've been looking at, in in answering this question, what is the Bible?, laying out that introductory material, but then we've been looking at some of the really meaningful and very rich symbols that are used in the Bible itself to describe itself. We saw in Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 28 and 29, that God describes his word as a fire and also as a hammer. In Psalm 119, 105, he describes it as a lamp and a light. In James chapter 1 verses 22 through 25, James describes it as a mirror and the perfect law of liberty. In 1 Peter chapter 1 verses 22 and 23, Peter the apostle describes the Bible as a purifier through which we can have our souls purified as we obey those teachings that lead us to that cleansing of the guilt of our sins but also he describes it as an imperishable seed. An imperishable seed, the word of God, through which as we learn those teachings and we learn the gospel and we obey those gospel teachings of Jesus Christ, being baptized into him, we are born again. Imperishable seed. It produces in us a new life in Christ. And then in Isaiah chapter 55, verses 10 and 11, we saw it described as rain and snow, which water the ground and feed the plants, nourish them so they can produce whatever God has designed that particular plant to produce, rain and snow. And as we read God's word and we put it in practice in our lives, it nourishes us spiritually. Now, We also look at 1 Peter chapter 1, and we see that it is described, God's word is described as food. In this specific reference, Peter says, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. Well, just as a baby, once it's born, mama begins to feed that baby milk. So that baby can begin to be nurtured with that physical food and grow physically, develop. Peter describes God's word as milk. Desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. The Hebrews writer also describes it along those lines, but not just milk. He describes it as solid food as well. In Hebrews chapter five, beginning with verse 12, for though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone again to teach you the first principles of the oracles of God and have come and have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age. That is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to, to discern both good and evil. So God's word has that nurturing milk for that newborn Christian to help him start to grow spiritually. But then as he grows spiritually, God's word also contains that solid food or that meat that he's going to need to eat. He's going to need to take part of from on a spiritual level to continue to grow stronger in his spiritual life boy again what rich imagery this is remember that when jesus was tempted in the wilderness by the devil one of the temptations the devil tried to use on him was after jesus had fasted for 40 days the devil said if you're the son of god turn just cause these stones here to be turned into bread and jesus's response in matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds, by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Oh my. So God's word, the Bible, is fire and a hammer, a lamp, a light, a mirror, imperishable seed, a purifier, rain, snow, and food, both milk and solid food, or meat. And then we turn to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, and here Jesus describes it in another way. John chapter 4, now we've talked about it being being already rain and snow, which waters the ground, but Jesus takes that to another level. In John chapter 4, beginning with verse 13, notice how he puts it here. John chapter four, beginning with verse 13. Jesus answered and said to her, whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. And he's speaking here to the woman at the well. And so she had come to that well to draw water, physical water, which we need as human beings to continue to live. But Jesus says, anybody who draws of this water is gonna be thirsty again somewhere down the road. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. A fountain of water that springs up into everlasting life. Well, as we turn a little farther in John's gospel account, in John chapter 7, we look at verses 37 and 38. And here Jesus says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Well, here Jesus is talking about as we take part in his teachings and we understand those teachings and we embrace them and make them a part of our lives and we live by them in obedience, faithful, consistent obedience, oh, they become like living water in us living water wow again god's word brings to life the soul that is dying in the desert of sin brings to life the soul that is that is dying in the desert of sin shows us the way to being nurtured and nourished through the gospel of jesus christ to become reborn spiritually christians As a Christian teaches God's word, once he has become a Christian, then out of his heart, as he teaches God's word to others who are struggling through the drought of unrighteousness, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Living water, the word of God. Wonderful imagery. Again, so rich and intriguing and even exciting to read. But the word is also described as a sword. When we look at Ephesians chapter 6, Ephesians chapter 6, and we're not going to read through the entire listing of the implements of the Christian armor there, but look at, as we come toward the end of that list, we look at verse 17, and Paul says, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, the sword of the spirit. Wow. The Hebrews writer, he uses this particular, this particular imagery as well. He goes into a little bit more depth, though, and notice what he says about the word of God being a sword. We turn to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. And here he says, for the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Oh, God's word is powerful, and it is sharp to cut to the very soul of a human being, cut to his heart, and help him to be touched and moved to repentance, moved to obedience, Remember when Peter and the apostles were preaching on Pentecost? Peter's words are highlighted there. And they're preaching and teaching a multitude, thousands and thousands of Jews who had gathered there in Jerusalem for that holy day of the Jews. And so... Peter, his words again highlighted, he has been convicting them of having rejected their Savior and having their Savior crucified on the cross, turning away from the one that they were supposed to be waiting for and looking toward through the prophecies of the Old Testament for hundreds and hundreds of years. And yet when Jesus came, most of the Jews, the vast majority of them rejected him. And so Peter said in Acts chapter 2 and verse 36, therefore let all the house of israel in other words you folks standing right here right now today in my presence let all the house of israel know assuredly that god has made the same jesus whom you crucified both lord and christ oh they're sending him to the cross did not change the truth of whom he is our lord and savior the son of god they're rejecting him did not negate that truth. And so Peter, preaching that word of God, the gospel of Christ, convicted them of their sinfulness in rejecting Jesus as their savior, at least thousands of them. And so verse 37, it said they were cut to the heart and asked Peter and the rest of the apostles, what shall we do? And Peter said, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Oh, what cut them to their heart? The word of God. The gospel of Christ that Peter and the other apostles were preaching and teaching them on that day at that time. They were cut to the heart. And what does the Hebrews writer say? about the word of God being a sword? Oh, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, or in other words, any sword of this world, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. God's word is powerful to change lives. It is living, it is powerful, it cuts to the very heart of the receptive listener. And also it can cut to the very heart of a whole lot of other people who may not be really receptive at that moment, but it convicts them nonetheless. Now some of them turn away from it, shake their fist at it perhaps in anger, but some of them, while they're frustrated at learning its teachings of how they need to change their lives and how their lives can be better and they can look forward to eternal life, eventually it breaks down that wall, that wall of defense within their hearts and leads them to be touched and cut to the heart to the point that they become repentant and obedient as well oh god's word is powerful the sword of the spirit sharper than any two-edged sword of this world and cutting piercing to the even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow wow there's another image that i want to bring out as we bring this study to a close and this is perhaps the most important symbol that is used To describe the Bible, the Word of God. On the night of his betrayal, Jesus prayed to the Father. In John chapter 17 and verse 17, he said, Sanctify them by your truth. Your Word is truth. Now, he did not just say, Your Word is true. He said, Your Word is truth. Your Word is truth. God's word is the standard for the very concept and principle of truth in our human existence. We understand truthfulness because of the truth of God's word. God's word is truth. Jesus said in John chapter 8 and verse 32, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Oh, the truth of God's word will guide us to being set free from the bondage of condemnation and sin. In James chapter 1 and verse 18, James wrote, of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. God's word, the word of truth, God's word, very truth. All of these symbols, and I'm not suggesting that that these are all inclusive of all of the images of what the Bible really is, being described by itself in its very word, but these are so rich. God's word, a fire, a hammer, a mirror, imperishable seed, a lamp, a light, rain, snow, food, both milk and solid food, meat, living water, the sword of the spirit, and the very concept and principle of truth. Get into God's word. Contact us ask for that free Bible study Go to our website and study through all of those resources God's truth When you accept it embrace it and obey it Through Christ you will be set free from the guilt of your sins and What a wonderful blessing that is let us pray together Dear father guide us in your truth guide us to embrace your word as the life-changing force that you designed it to be that guidebook that can lead us to be with you for all of eternity in heaven thank you god for your word thank you for the bible and guide us to always revere it but always use it as the tool that you designed it to be to guide our lives and lead us through this life in this world, and to you in heaven for eternal life. Please be merciful and gracious with us. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear this prayer we pray in Christ's name. Amen.